Hello and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I'm your host, Lenaria Gaia, and here we talk all things body image, self-esteem, your thinking in your mind. How do you connect true to you in every part of who you are? I want you to know that all of you is welcome. So sit back and relax and listen to today's episode. Sending you love. Could this be the cure for obesity? Look, I know that that title and that opening may come across as a little bit clickbaity, but it really got me thinking this morning. And it's been so long since I came on here live and wanted to come and connect. I'm Lenaria Gaia, body confidence, self-esteem and self-love coach, helping people to really reconnect with who they are, the love within side of themselves. And I have been on this mission to help people to learn how to love themselves for a good 10, 15, 20 years. Good morning to everybody who's joining me live. Welcome. Give me a wave, say hello, drop a comment. Let me know if you are hearing me loud and clear. Great to have you here. I've been pondering this morning because I've been teaching people how to love themselves for a very, very long time, mainly because I hated myself for a very, very long time. If you can relate to that, let me know. You know, for me, I I spent years going on diets. I spent years trying to shape my body into a certain type so that I could feel valuable, so that I could feel like I was enough. I spent so much time and energy feeling like I was inadequate that I thought that if I could just get the right body, then I would be enough. Who can relate to that? You know, I have these moments of, of in my life, it led me to eating disorders. I, I thought that if I could just get something over there, then I'd finally feel valuable. I would finally be enough. And yes, admittedly, it helped me to lose weight. Good morning, beautiful Trudy. In the past, I have lost and put on 20, 25 kilos about five or six times. Kind of lost count along the way there. And every time I did it, I thought that I would get the golden goose. You know, at the end of the weight loss or at the end of changing my body and getting fitter or toned up, then I would feel better about myself. And yet I never changed what was going on up here inside my mind. I never changed my thought process. I still hated myself. I still thought I wasn't enough. I still had a lot, a lot of negativity going on inside of my head. I'm not sure if you can relate, if that makes any sense to you. But for those of you who are watching or if you're watching afterwards, let me know. I spent so much of my life externalizing all of my power. Welcome, Erin. Hey, April. I spent all this energy wishing that I could be someone else just so that I could feel like I was enough. And lost all weight. And I never got there. I never had this sensation of feeling like I was worthy, of feeling like I was valuable. I never, no matter how much weight I lost, I never had that experience of feeling secure within myself. And it wasn't until I learned how to become secure within my mind to change my thinking, to be able to change what was going on in my head, that that actually changed the experience of my body, irrelevant of what size or shape it's been. And so I've been on a mission to to change that for people, to help other people who want to be able to feel confident in themselves and their body, love themselves. I've been doing this professionally for 10 or 15 odd years. So I work in groups, I run courses, I'm a best-selling author, all that kind of jazz. You know, I do one-on-one, all that stuff. And the reason I've done all of this is because I recognize that if, if it worked for me and I can help it work for other people, which it does, 
then there's a whole bunch of happier people going around, right? Welcome, Kath. Hi, Kylie. Nice to have you here. You know, so for me, I really recognize that changing the way that we think about our body and the way that we think about ourselves mm -hmm. completely changes the way we experience life, which is a fabulous thing. And over my life, over the last 10 years, since I kind of gave up dieting and I gave up going, no, I just need to stop trying to change my body and I need to start working on my mind before, before I even think about my body or maybe not ever even think about my body. Over the last probably, let's call it eight years, my body has continued to carry weight, right? My body has continued to have excess weight on it. And I'm not saying excess weight because of a BMI. I'm not saying excess weight because of any other reason except for the fact that I feel heavier within my body. And I say feel heavier in my body. I don't mean that's a mental construct. I mean that I'm carrying excess weight on my body. I have a significant amount of fat rolls, etc., etc. right? I'm overweight. And I love myself. I love my body. I wear crop tops. I wear bikinis. I wear shorts. I wear short sleeves. The only reason I'm not today is because it's chilly. I'm completely free within my body. And I'm going to teach you how to do that in the confidence, uh, body confidence kickstarter coming up in January, by the way. It's not what I'm here to talk about, though. Because what I said to you in the beginning of today's conversation was, could this be the cure to obesity? Could this be the cure for obesity? And I don't know yet. I'm still currently overweight. and But I am on a bit of a journey where for the first time since recovering from an eating disorder, first time since recovering from really heavy self-hate, I'm feeling like I am wanting to get in shape. And the fascinating thing about this, my sisters, is that for the first time in my life, I'm not wanting to get in shape because it's going to get me more value. Value. It's not going to make me feel more valuable. I'm not looking at getting healthier, getting leaner, getting more in shape because I want to chase enoughness like I used to. Who can relate to chasing enoughness by changing their external circumstances? So I no longer am chasing enoughness. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to get thin or skinny or fit into some kind of absurd, ridiculously tight beauty standard. I'm not attempting to do that anymore. And what has occurred to me over the last several weeks, but more so landed in this morning, which is why I've come to you live here, is that when we truly love ourselves, when we build a really, really effective, healthy relationship with ourselves, over time, we want to look after our bodies more. And I've recognized within myself that over the last many, many number of years, I haven't looked after my body as much as I would have liked to. I still work out, I still eat well, still do all that kind of stuff. But I haven't been as in tune with my body as what I would have liked to have been because I've had to look after my mental health for the last 10 years. That's just the reality. I've needed to look after what was going on up here rather than what's going on with inside of my body. Every single time over my life that I tried to get happier through changing my body, it didn't work. So I've spent a significant amount of time, you know, 10, 12 years working on my mindset, working on my connection with, with my own divinity. And now I'm at a point in my life where because of the love that I've cultivated for myself, 
I really want to treat my body even better. Welcome, Karina. Welcome, Nicole. Hello, Ali. Hey, Lisa. Everybody here. Can, I, can this be the cure for obesity? I'm so ever so curious. I would love to know your thoughts. Do you think that self-love, do you think that self-love could make you healthier? Do you think that being able to love yourself, if you had a better relationship with yourself, if you had a better relationship with your body, do you think that would lead you to better health outcomes? Would you make different decisions if you were less insecure? If you were less insecure, if you loved yourself more, if you felt really confident and happy with your body as it is right now, not as it will be in the future, but if you could love yourself and love your body as you are right now, do you think that you would make different decisions? Now, I'm not talking about health things that we cannot control in terms of, um, you know, diseases and disabilities. I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about our capacity to be able to take care of ourselves. Will you take care of yourself more if you loved yourself more? Because the reality is, is that what I've noticed over my lifetime, the more that I am in love with me, the more connected I am with me. In my life, my household is, is in better shape. You know, the, the kind of, my money is in better shape. My relationships in general are in better shape. I've asked the question, do you think you'd be healthier if you weren't insecure? And everybody, 100% of people said yes. Thank you for, for sharing all of that. Because there is this, we look after the things that we love. We value the things that we love to the point that we want to take care of it. And if we look after us, sorry, if we love ourselves, if we see ourselves as a really valuable, amazing, incredible person, being, I was going to say object, but we're not, if, if we see ourselves as entirely valuable, then as a result of that, we will look after ourselves more. And I'm really wondering, I'm really, really wondering how much impact if we were able to in the world, right, go out and teach people how to love themselves. If people really, truly knew how to respect and love and value who they are and they already felt valuable. Welcome, Anna. Thanks, Colin. If we truly felt valuable, then we would love ourselves to the point of making better health decisions. You know, it's not like I'm not going to eat that cake, for example, or that fried food, for example. There's no bad food. You can do whatever the hell you want. But if I've got a choice, I'm sitting there going, I want to eat that cake. But for me, I want to be the healthiest I possibly can be. I'm less likely to. You know, we cannot shame ourselves. Welcome, Nay. We cannot shame ourselves into health. And I tried a lot. I'm wondering if anybody here has shamed themselves into health. Have you attempted to shame yourself into losing weight, being on diets, changing your body, getting any kind of work done on yourself in terms of plastic surgery? I'd love to know your experiences. There's a few comments here that I want to come back and check. Good morning, Trudy. Ah, yes. Trudy says, hmm, my phone's being a bit strange as I'm uh, attempting to scroll through these <laughs> comments. 
Lisa says, definitely. When I am just in my heart space and being authentically me, I eat foods that nourish and nurture my body. When I let the nasty self-talk in, it's all kind of scattered and storm eating to, to ground and feel whole. Yeah, who can relate to that? Yeah, I think someone says down the bottom, totally agree, Lisa. The thing is, is that when we are in love with ourselves, and I don't mean from an arrogant like, I'm better than everybody, but just we understand our value. When we understand our value, we're less likely to want to eat our emotions because we will sit with ourselves. We will sit with our emotions. We will face the darkness that, was in, that is within inside of ourselves because it's not so goddamn scary. Georgia says, yes, I agree. I feel like when you're... Um, oh, yeah, that my, my comments are doing something weird where I can't see everybody's. So if I've missed it, yeah, Trudy says, definitely um, started that journey for me by telling, my family started that journey for me by telling me I was fat. Looking back at photos, I never was. Now I want to stop the thoughts as I just got bigger and bigger. Yes, because if we're having thoughts that tell us that we're a piece of shit, if we have thoughts that tell us that we're not worthy, we're not valuable, then who gives a shit if I become obese, right? Who gives a shit then? Why would I want to go look after my body if I already think that I'm a piece of shit? May as well pass me the whole packet of chips and do it again on repeat. Or maybe it's not food for you. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's shopping. Maybe it's even overworking out. Maybe you're flogging yourself by overworking. There could be a whole bunch of different things. Until we value ourselves, we will not treat ourselves any better. And when we do value ourselves, we will. Georgina says, very strange. Uh, Kat says, interesting. Yes, I would probably make some better decisions if I was more secure. But honestly, I don't think that's where my biggest health challenge is. I think the societal determination of health are having a much more significant impact on my health than any individual choices I could make. Yeah, Jim, you, uh, Kath, thank you for sharing that. Do you mean in terms of in <clears throat> in terms of the, the food production, the way in which, you know, uh, fast food is far easier and cheaper than maybe healthier food is. I'm, I'm curious to know more about that. Lisa said, oh, yes, I ha I've had a gastric sleeve. <laughs> I'm trying to scroll, but every single time I press it, some, it, it, go, it jumps to a different spot. So I'm doing my best here to find these beautiful... Georgina says, yes, I agree. I feel like when you're doing... When you're doing that, it's because you feel like you're doing it because of movement feels good. I feel smaller than ever, but I'm physically not so not so strange as I've been tiny and always felt too fat. Yes, because we have this idea in our mind that our bodies are, are, are meant to be a certain way. And when they're not a certain way in terms of the aesthetics of them, we flog ourselves to try to get them to look a certain way. Rather than focusing on us being valuable and healthy and to moving our bodies because our bodies want to move and eating nourishing food because our bodies want to eat nourishing food, we end up going, fuck it, I'll break my diet. But right now I am, I am losing weight and I'm not on a diet. How is that possible? How am I not on a diet? Am I watching what I eat? Absolutely. Like that's necessary, but I'm not on a diet. I've been out three times this week for, at restaurants I've, and I've made different decisions. I've rather than eat the fish and chips, to which I would if I wanted to, but I want to make a healthier decision. I want to choose the salad over the fish and chips. And if the time comes where I want to eat the fish and chips, I'm going to eat the goddamn fish and chips because life is for living. 
and there's a sense of value. I'm not making the, the salad choice over the fish and chip choice because there is a moral waiting on either of those foods. That's not the reason I'm doing it. I'm choosing salad because I want to feel lighter, and I know that when I eat the fatty food, I feel heavier in my body, and it makes my poo gross. <laughs> so making the decision based on healthier things. I'm apology uh, if I've missed your your comment. Please feel welcome to copy and paste it back because some strange things are happening with when I'm trying to scroll here. April says hi for me. I'd like to think that after for me I I think that after life changes I'd like to look like I did before. It can be a downer fighting the changes. Yeah, and you know a lot of that's got to do with the fact that we have these expectations that our body's meant to remain the same. That you've had a child, well I need to look like I've not had a child. But you have had a child, or I've had surgery, or menopause, and I'm meant to look like I did when I was 25, but you're not 25 anymore. And, you know, the thing is, is that that's our complete obsession in society with youth, and it's a complete obsession with, in society, and again, this comes down to our mindset as well, my sisters, and my brothers, and my MBs that are online here today, my siblings, that... Our mind, I want you to know this, if you take away anything from today's conversation, I know this is about body stuff, but our mind, our ego up here will always see fault. It's its job to find problems. It's its job to find problems. And it always lives in the future or in the past. Our mind does not like now. It's not comfortable with the now. So it'll always look for thinking that something's better, the grass is always greener when it, when it comes to our mind. And the only time that you can be fully happy is in the now. Um, Kath says, it's really hard to avoid restrictions when you literally don't have the $2 to spare on the cookies. So when I, when I do get the cookies, I can't stop. Yeah, you were t I think you were talking, Kath, I can't see on your entire message. Um... Oh, I think I might have figured it out. Lisa says, oh, yes, I've had a gastric sleeve. I even became an aqua instructor and swim coach so I could run all day in the pool. I'm still 120 kilos and pushing myself harshly. I ended up with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, because you were being awful to yourself, right? Lisa says, I was so cruel to myself training five hours a day. Yeah, and a bit of a trigger warning here around eating disorders. At the heart of my eating disorder, I would spend, you know, almost like $50, $80, $90 one night on a binge buy all this food, vomit it all up. I'm a type 1 diabetic as well. So I haven't eaten since lunchtime because I vomited all of my dinner. And then the following day at 5 o'clock in the morning, I would get up and do a boot camp and train for probably 20 hours a week. I was exhausted and awful and I looked great. Oh, my God, everyone told me how thin and amazing I was. I was messed up. I was not healthy. Uh, Kath says, I'm trying so hard to follow the intuitive eating philosophy mindset, but I keep binging as a poverty response. Yeah, so I think that what you're, what you're here saying here is that, you know, sometimes it's the, it's the lack and abundance. Who can, who can relate to lack and abundance, even if it's not from necessarily a financial perspective, which I'm hearing yours is, Kath, and I see you in that, that there's this kind of like restrict and, and binge, restrict and binge, restrict and binge. We might even do that with our finances. If we look at the way that society is built, uh, companies like Afterpay, companies like, um, you know, being able to lay by and credit and all that kind of stuff, 
we get money in our bank account and then we want to spend it all. Spend, 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 binge, binge, binge. And then we might be poor again and we have to go tight. And so we restrict. And this is dieting culture in general. We restrict um, if we feel like we've overdone it or we have to because we've run out of money or because, you know, maybe we feel like within our body, but then we can only hold that restriction for so long. So we binge again. And so coming to a place of value within ourselves and yeah, financially things can be different here. It's not the same example. I'm just noticing overlaps. It's super important that, that the more that we value ourselves, go deep within, look at yourselves and, and, and love yourself. And don't be like, do I really need to eat the ice cream with a whole slap of judgment? Um, the question that I would, I would encourage you all to start asking yourself is, is, is this the most loving decision? And of course, it's a bigger picture than that. I, I can't give you everything that I know about everything in a, in a short live video. Um, or for those of you watching the recordings, welcome. Y you know, I, I can't give you everything, but to give you that, is this a loving decision? And do I want to love myself? Is this a loving decision and do I want to love myself? Look, the biggest recommendation I can give to everybody is to go within. You don't even need to do it with someone. I recommend working with a coach if you have the capacity to be able to do that or, or joining a course or whatever, me or someone else. Um, but go within. You already have the answers within inside of yourself. If you could just be still enough, you can go within and find the answers. It, not ignore, um, but understand that your thoughts aren't fact and go within because deep within yourselves, you really have the truth. Um, I'm wondering if that's helped you at all, April. Lisa says, I've learned that food is just food. Live your life. Move joyfully. Food for nourishment. Do the things you want to do in life. Then be grateful for this amazing vessel that helped me to survive cancer, breathe, walk, travel, experience this amazing life. I hear that. Look after your body. Take away moral judgments on activities and food and be grateful. That's what I'm really hearing from that, Lisa. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that there's a few more comments coming through here. Yeah, April says... <laughs> I keep getting it so close. Yes, it's external as well. Ran into a couple of people I worked with in the 90s yesterday and they did not recognize me, which does not surprise me, but yet they obviously had an expectation of how I would look. Luckily, I'm resigned to 61, not looking like 30, but I did clock their responses. Yeah, people will have their judgments. But you know what? People have judgments for half a second and then they don't give a shit. I want everybody to recognize this. If you're worried about other people's expectations or other people's judgments, they will judge you for a second and then they will go back to giving a shit about themselves. Most people aren't... They'll give you a thought. They might give you a second thought. They might have a bitch about you behind your back for 15 seconds and then they will get on with their unhappy lives. Happy people, people who love themselves, don't care Oh, and they're not comparing and they're not judging you. Unhappy people will try to bring other people down. Happy people won't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Lisa says, how backwards is the narrative? As a woman being smaller is such an achievement. I realized when I got smaller, people treated you very differently. Yeah, and look, they will. People will treat you differently when you've got a, a, a shaved head compared to you have long hair. People will treat you differently if you are wearing heels compared to if you're wearing flats. People will treat you differently if you have money, if you don't have money, if you've got, you know, Vegemite on your face compared to if you're wearing makeup. People will treat you differently based on everything. And if we are basing our power 
and our self-worth on how people treat us. We are forever under under a uh, a microscope that is forever changing and will always burn us. So please understand, my, my, my friends here, you are not valuable based on how other people see you. You are valuable based on the fact that you are you exist. That's why you're valuable. So people will treat you differently. Let them. It's okay. You treat yourself with love and respect no matter what you do, where you go, what you look like, how old you are, and everything will change for you. Please do not place your power in the hands of other people. Place your power back in the hands of you. That's where it is. Yeah. Trudy says, our ego is our sabotage is about shutting it down, shutting it up. I've started cooking cookies at home because I want to stop buying the cookies because it wasn't just cookies. I'm also managing the sugar intake at home. Yeah, and I want to just speak to that for a second. I really don't recommend trying to get your mind to shut up. Um, because what we, what we resist persists. The more that you try to shut down your mind and shut up, go away, you can't reject your way to self-love. Your mind doesn't need to be in charge. It doesn't need to be factual. It doesn't need to be the one that's driving the ship of your life. But if you ignore it, it's like a two-year-old, it's just going to get louder. And if you keep ignoring it, that two-year-old will eventually shut down and become super unhealthy and sabotage you in ways that are really not healthy. You won't even know it's happening. So be aware of your thoughts and treat your thoughts lovingly as if they're a two-year-old or a five-year-old having a tantrum. You don't need to take it seriously. It doesn't need to drive. Please don't let your, the voices in your head drive your life. At the same time, I highly recommend that you um, validate and acknowledge, hello fear, hello tantrum, hello negativity in my head. I can see you. I can hear you. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. I love you. I want you to know that I'm in charge and all is well. Yeah, that's a very short version of, of what I usually teach in my work around being able to do with the voices in your head, yeah? Because if you try to reject the voices in your head, you are trying to love yourself through rejection. It doesn't work, yeah? Georgina says, my body started to change after my mind did when I lost the plot. It started with shifting my focus, but I also found I eat better when I wasn't in financial distress as we grew up poor and... and um. As we grew up poor, I still panic if my cupboards aren't full with food. Yeah, so I think a few people have sort of said here about about um, being in financial distress, that, that if you've had a history of poverty, then you're more likely to want to hoard food and you're more want to eat food because maybe you didn't have enough. And again, from that perspective, if we can learn how to anchor safety within our body and our being, um, if you're still in a poverty situation now, that's a different conversation. But if you're not anymore then to be able to anchor safety within our body, to be able to, to, to deal with the trauma that you experienced in your mind, then that's self-love as well. That's coming into taking care of the fact that there are parts of you that are traumatized. Yeah. You're welcome, Lisa. And Lisa says, and they're not important. Your happy life, soul, and special people are where it's at. Your relationship with you is much more important. Yeah. Our relationship with ourselves is the one that we can never get away from. We can break up, we can end relationships, but the one with us, we cannot. April says, true, just focusing on enjoying the moment with those people. Absolutely. And yes, the mind is ticking over 24-7. That's where my resignation helps me. It is what it is. Maybe acceptance. I'm curious to know the difference between the resignation and acceptance for you, April. 
Trudy says, uh, true, but I want more happier thoughts than ego thoughts. If the thoughts are happier, then the ego is a dull roar. Yeah, you can actually train your ego to have happy thoughts. Because your ego, your mind is just, is just focusing on what you've told it to. So if every single time it has a negative kind of thought and you go, hey, thank you for sharing. I'm really grateful for X, Y, Z. If every single time you redirect your thoughts, every single time you have it, over time, it's not going to happen overnight. It's retraining. You can retrain your mind to see the good, to look for the positive, to feel grateful, still acknowledge the emotions and the thoughts that are coming through. And at the same time, you can actually retrain and educate your mind, the thoughts to be able to think not even more positively, but to be more supportive of you. Lisa says, there is usually an element of your mind trying to help you in the ways your life has taught you. So thank you for the input and try to motivate me, but I'd rather if we did it this way. Yeah, nice. And it is that, Lisa. Your, your, mind is, your mind is wanting to find the shortest possible path. And if you grew up like most of us did, we grew up in a, an environment to which we weren't emotionally supportive, supported. We were not emotionally supported, most of us, because our parents didn't know how to do it our mind will then automatically look for lack. It's, it, it looks for problems anyway, um, because that's the way that it functions. But you can help your mind to be far more on the lookout for what is good, what is awesome, what is grateful. Yeah? I love it. So I'm curious, and based on this conversation, I really do think that there is a possibility, a possibility that if, the more that we love ourselves, the better our relationship with ourselves, the better our relationship to everything else. Food, money, other people, our bodies, everything changes when we build a better relationship with us. And depending on your belief with, with your God, whoever that happens to be, universe, source, religion, spirituality, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not connected to anything specifically, but if we learn to love ourselves wholeheartedly, then we are far more likely to, to take care of ourselves and our relationships just get better. Yeah. Kat said, yes, I'm coming off my antidepressants and the intrusive thoughts are so manageable. Now I have built the skills to acknowledge them rather than fight or spiral. Yeah. Well done, Kath. Well done. Having the skills there and medication can absolutely help. Um, I'm not anti any of those things. I think that we use all the resources that we possibly can. And having, having some mad skills on how to deal with the thoughts is super important. You know, loving yourself and loving your body and having confidence within yourself and learning how to deal with the voices in your head is one of the most powerful things that I've ever done in my life. And why in every single course that I teach, I talk about the fact that we have to deal with our mind. It's like the gatekeeper. We, we, can, we can lose all the weight we want. We can get all the money we want. We can have all the circumstances we want in our life go our way. And if we do not deal with the thoughts in our head, we will continue to be in a fight. We cannot expect any kind of peaceful resolve in the world or out there if we do not have peace within ourselves. And that's where I think that that self-love piece comes into it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you all for being here, for your comments. For those of you who have attended live, anyone watching afterwards, please pop your, pop your comments on here. You've been awesome. Is there any questions that anybody has while I'm live before I shoot off? Do you have any questions? Do you have any queries? Anything that you want to know or put into the pot? 
I am going to run a body confidence Kickstarter in January. And I know that a few of you have been interested around that. So I'm curious to know. I haven't set the date in stone yet because I'm deciding whether or not there is a, a, a space of doing it after the school holidays in February. But I want to do it during summer here in Australia. So I'm thinking mid-Jan. Four-week course. Come and hang out and learn how to deal with your mind, how to connect in with your body. Yeah. April said, uh, resignation versus acceptance. I think I'm saying it, I'm saying it, it is what it is and acknowledging that I don't like it. Yeah, and I wouldn't call that resignation. I would call that acceptance, April. Uh, resignation, it, to me, from a definition point of view, and our language really helps, is that, like, I'm powerless. Resignation is I can't do anything about it. Right. Whereas acceptance is I'm fully in the now that they both look the same on the outside. Right. I'm fully in the now and it is what it is. Resignation is like, oh, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. Acceptance is it is what it is. And I'm going to be here in the now. And if I have capacity to change what it is, then I will. And if I want to, then I will. I will do what I can or I'm going to change my thinking around it. I'm going to change my perception around it or I'm going to change the circumstances. If any of those are possible, that's where I see acceptance being in. And the serenity prayer comes to mind. God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. April says 61 is 61 though. Yeah, but there are 61 year olds who are running marathons and there are 61 year olds who are bed bound. So we can, it is 61. You've had 61 rotations around the sun as per our current scientific modeling of our calendar, which is an arbitrary way. Anyway, you are 61. True. Yes. Objectively or as objectively as we can, you're 61, but your health and your well-being as a 61 year old is completely up to you. The number, not so much necessarily 61 to 61 you are 61 absolutely how you want to be as a 61 year old is entirely up to you yeah yeah i mean it is what it is uh lisa goes it, something still bugs me yeah i mean it is what it is to me i am present to what is it feels more connected to me and there's a powerful that there's a power in that when i'm in a state of power I can make better decisions I, when I feel empowered. When we feel empowered, resignation is saying, I, ha I can't do anything about it. You say you can't do anything about being 61. Well, you, you may not be able to do anything about being 61, but you can do something about now. You can do something about your future. You, like, you know, like me being overweight. Well, I could go, well, it is what it is. And I can resign to the fact. Or I can go, well, I, have, I can do something about that. You can't do something about being 61 necessarily or like the fact that I'm five foot ten, but I can slouch. <laughs> I can stand up tall if I wanted to be taller, you know. You can decide how you are considering the circumstances. You know what I mean? You can change the way you experience 61. You can change the way you experience disabilities. You can change the way you experience ill health. You can change the way you experience everything in your life by the way that you look at it. The fact might still be the fact. I'm not going to be able to change the fact that it's a bit 
chilly today, well, that's subjective, but I can't change the fact that it's overcast right now, necessarily. Wizards can, I'm not there yet. I can't change the fact that it's overcast, but I can change the way that I look at it. Yeah. Question before we finish up here. Oh, at least no, Lisa says, questions you can ask. How can I have more energy? What can I do to give myself the best possible experience here? Yeah, yeah. How can I invite more gratitude into my life? How can I appreciate where I am? I didn't finish the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity, the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. April says, I get it. I can be this or that, but aging and not being able to do what you used to do, resisting the changes is exhausting. So that's where the feeling of resignation comes in. Yeah, and, and I, I think also, I think that that's wonderful, yeah. I mean, do whatever works for you. You know, the word resignation, if it works for you, rock on. Like, I, I say that with everything. Um, to understand that things do change, and yeah, our circumstances can change, and so maybe you're not as bendy as you were when you were 20, or you're not as, um, your skin doesn't bounce back as well as it used to when you were 15 or even 35. Um, yeah, and being able to accept change in our life is the most powerful thing because everything changes. I have a tattoo on my arm here. You can barely see it because of where it goes, but it's a it's a autumn leaf. And the reason I have it is because it reminds me that everything changes. Everything does. And to embrace the change, to embrace things that do change within ourselves. Again, the serenity prayer. Let me accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. What a treat. I came on live just randomly. Who would like me to come on live more frequently? I've been thinking about sort of doing that and coming on and doing more live. Send me a thumbs up or a heart or pop a yes in the comments there if you'd like me to go live more frequently. I've been... I used to go live a lot. Every Monday I used to go live and uh, I'm really feeling that that would be, that would be awesome to do it more. I love it. I love it. Okay, beautifuls, have yourself a wonderful Monday. Remember that you are perfect, whole and complete as you are right now. And that the love that you are seeking in all other things, if that's any kind of addiction or food or other people, Anything that you crave in others, you are wanting within yourself. Yeah, a few yes pleases and a yeses and stuff in terms of me going live. So absolutely, I'll make it happen. Mwah. Have yourself a beautiful day. This time was great. You'll be getting ready for work, Trudy says. So maybe, maybe Monday mornings. Maybe Monday mornings I go live between 9 and 10 or something like that. I have to make sure I get out of bed. <laughs> Monday mornings, maybe that's a thing. I will... Uh, Feel into all of that and, um, yeah, make the magic happen. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful week. And I'll see you around the traps. And for those of you who are interested in the Body Confidence Kickstarter, leave a message down below, like a comment or send me a message or something like that, and um, we'll make it, make it work. Sending you big love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I appreciate you so very much. If you have any feedback, questions, any comments that you'd like to leave, why not head to my website, www.moreconfidence.com.au or maybe send me a WhatsApp message, plus 614039815597. I would love to hear from you. 
Every month I run a free seven day ultimate body confidence and self-love challenge for women to be able to really expand into their self-love and to come home to their confidence. If you would like to come along, again, head to my website, www.moreconfidence.com.au forward slash challenge. Perhaps you may even like to buy a copy of my book, Perfectly Imperfect, your complete guide to loving yourself and loving your body. It's available on all good bookstores, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Book Depository. I also narrated it myself, so if you have an Audible subscription or anywhere that you get your audiobooks from, you can get it there. Happy self-loving. I hope you love you.